say I'm blessings, I'm blessings, I'm blessings. You see that guy's eyes? Wasn't they crazy? Man. This thing on. What happened to that guy? Shit. Uh, I hear that he used to be like a smart guy, like kind of pretty sharp, you know? Normal at least, you know, something close to normal. But uh, people used to mess with him, you know, like maybe bully him a little bit. And one guy bullied him and uh, put some drugs in his, you know, gave him some drugs that he didn't, you know, uh, know about and uh, ended up, uh, it, it, it destroyed his mind. So he, he's never been the same since the guy gave him those drugs, which is unfortunate. And I've heard stories like that. Papa has a, a, at least one story about that, like a... a uh, I think like a lady he knew, I think he has two stories. I think one of them is about like maybe a friend of his, you know, has a wife who, uh, he hooked up with in college, you know, and, um, uh, she's, she tried some drugs in college and, and she's never been the same since then, you know, and he's been telling me that story 20 years, you know, and, um, then there was, it, it seems like he knows somebody that was, you know, involved in music, like some type of artist or something that was like a musician who tried some type of drugs and was just never the same. He was just like, you know, flew, one flew over the cuckoo's nest, you know? Cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo. Yeah. From there and I home, you know? So I say all that to say what? Yeah, don't be experimenting with drugs. Shoot, that yo 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 regular normal state of consciousness is amazing. Why would you want to change that? You know, there's a you know what there's there's uh more fun to be had sober than there is to be drunk and high and stuff. You know, it's like people get all drunk and high and stuff, and when they come down, they be having to apologize for stuff they did when they was high. You know. And be embarrassed and stuff, have to overcome embarrassment from the fool they made of themselves when they were under the influence. Things to think about. You know, you know. I turned this on, though. I turned this thing on, though, because uh, I wanted to talk about gratitude. The attitude of gratitude goes such a long way. Papa started to bring that to my attention. Uh, a long time ago, and I think that that initiated something of a study, you know, uh, you know, not so much, I mean, I probably have had times in my life where I've sat down and, you know, looked into particular things, of, you know, as they relate to gratitude and all that, but I'm, I'm thinking more as it relates to this, that when Papa talked about, you know, the importance of expressing gratitude, and I think that what, 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 what he impressed on me was that you get more of anything you express gratitude for. You see that thing just popped up. Huh. Yeah. You do. It locks into place, but I, I unlocked it yesterday to plug it in and forgot to plug it in. And I noticed it when we went to get in the car, like, hey, I need to push that down. But instead, I walked past it and let you in and forgot to, you know, I put it off. And that's, that brings up another good rule. When you see something that needs attention, just do it, especially if it's something that you could just do. I could have just did that at any time. 
you know, that it was on my mind. But I kept putting it off, putting it off, looking for a more convenient time, you know, uh, and then ended up missing the opportunity. Now, that relates to another concept, right, about punctuality. You know, a lot of times I find myself being late to events because I'm supposed to be there at a certain time and uh, I'll have time left. You know, I might have four or five minutes and then left between now and the time I need to leave. And instead of just leaving, I'll be like, oh, I'll just go do this real quick with that time. And then it'll be like, oh, I'll go do this real quick. I got three minutes left, I'll go do this real quick. Oh, I got one minute left, let me just do this real quick, you know? And what ends up happening is one of them things ends up either taking way longer than I thought it would, or one of those things gets me so consumed and, and changes my train of thought so I'm no longer focused on the thing on my appointment, you know, I'm now completely engulfed in that. And then by the time I remember, oh, my appointment, I was supposed to leave, I'm late now. You know, that happens all the time. So gratitude. Uh, I'm really grateful for uh, where I am in life, man. You know, all the people that uh, God has placed in my life and that he continues to place in my life, all the favor I continue to get. He grants me an abundance of favor in the eyes of God and man, you know. And, and really all I'm doing is just going where he tells me to go, saying what he tells me to say, what comes on my heart to say. I say it. If it's a good thing, you know, if it's a good thing. things, You know, bad things come to my heart, too. I'm like, oh, that's bullshit. I'm not going to say that, <laughs> you know. But if it's good, if it's edifying, if it adds value, definitely I, I give that and I share that, you know, and I'm truthful. You know, and if somebody's not being okay, I let them know, hey, that's not okay, you know, and um, that's what I am in life, you know, and, and you know, I'm just trying to serve God, man, you know, I'm trying to, trying to uh, you know, I have, I have passions and things that I'm called to, you know, that, that, you know, desires and all of that stuff, and I'm just, you know, I'm pursuing them, you know, trying to live my best life, man, and, and I'm called to service, you know, I enjoy serving others, you know, so, so my best life in, involves helping other people live their best life, you know, and, 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 and better than what they thought their best life could be, you know. So I, I, I come across this guy, right? I've been wanting to make money in Airbnb for a long time. This last year, I've really been taking steps towards getting into, into this Airbnb money. You know, I've been trying to buy properties that I could Airbnb out, and I've also came aware, became aware of the fact that you don't have to own them uh, because I have a friend out in Richmond uh, that is doing that, okay? So uh, he's making money off, of, he's been making money off of Airbnbs without owning them, just renting them. I've been doing that for a couple of years because I'm good friends with his cousin, and he rents one of his units from his cousin, you know? You know his cousin. His cousin is Mike, uh, my buddy, uh, uh, the Snakes, yeah. My, my, uh, Chabot. Yeah, 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 Mike. Yeah, I got to hit my, hit my guy up. I need, that's somebody else I need to get on the podcast. Because uh, I, I love entrepreneurs, man. Anybody pursuing their passions, man, you know, he has, he's been the, – the snake business is tough, man. The snake business has drive, drives people crazy. I know I got a buddy who got divorced over the snake business. He lost his – he lost the business and his wife, you know, and that's not an isolated case. Mike knows tons of people that have lost, you know, their sanity, lost their livelihood, you know, lost a lot about – the snake business. I went into a deep depression over the snake business. 
deep depression over the snake business. You probably weren't aware of it, but I went really deep and depressed. When my snakes were dying and I had $40,000 worth of snakes downstairs and, you know, my all the, I had all these rare snakes, you know, that were just, oh, oh, my God, I can't believe this. Oh, oh, you know. So anyway, um, what was my point? Oh, all these people God continues to bless me with. The Airbnb. So, I, you know. I write things down, things that I want to do, things that I want to add to my life, that I want to attract into my life. You know, I, I, I write them down. I do journaling. I take what? Did you know that if you write down your goals for 45 minutes, you're more likely to happen? Yes. That's why you see all my notebooks all over the place all the time. I'm always writing stuff down, you know. Uh, it's therapeutic, if nothing else. You know, it. Tim Ferriss talked about that in uh, Tools of Titans. Oh, I love that book. I love Tim Ferriss. I'm finna join Twitter just so I can send shots out to people I love that inspire me, that I'm just getting so much value out of the works that they created, like Dr. Ferguson, like uh, Tim Ferriss, you know, and all these other great people, all these books, you know, these mentors that I have through their books, through their works, you know, through their podcasts and all that. Excellent point. You're right. Uh, so, yeah, man, uh, uh, I've been writing down the Airbnb stuff and taking steps towards doing it. Whenever I've been having, I've been struggling trying to get the Airbnb stuff together because I couldn't find any coach, anybody to coach me in the Airbnbs, you know. In retrospect, I could have uh, gone to the Airbnb site and just, you know, started contacting Superhost and asking somebody to mentor me, you know what I'm saying? Because one, one clear path to success is finding the most successful person you can that's doing what you're doing and approach them to get them to teach you, you know, and do whatever you got to do to get them to teach you, you know. They'll teach you. They will. Uh, it just may take a lot of perseverance on your part. You can't, you know. You might have to uh, be willing to die on that hill, you know. Um, so, yeah, man, uh, I found somebody, Jorge Contreras, and uh, uh, he's with The Real System. Uh, and, and, uh, man, I saw his presentation. He came on my radar maybe a couple, few weeks ago. And, um, uh, I ended up getting on this call, you know, which was like, it wasn't just for me. It was for everybody that was answering the ad, you know, and hooked up with Buddy and, uh, at the webinar. And I was able to add value and, uh, uh, connect, you know, interact with him on the webinar, you know, stand out in the crowd and, uh, that led to some other things, positive things happening, and now I'm being mentored by him. Isn't that cool? Yeah. yeah. So that that was really awesome how how that all went down. And uh, in actuality, in actuality, I had to like uh, fight my way through the crowd. I had to fight my way through the crowd because uh, the screener who is supposed to determine if a person's a good fit for coaching, said I wasn't a good fit. <laughs> we got into an argument about it, you know. And uh and and that led to me talking to Jorge and, and he made you know, made a way for me. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that cool? Yeah. yeah. So so not only did he make a way for me, but he made me a VIP and I'm I'm being coached directly by him. He has a bunch of different coaches people get under. I'm directly under him. <laughs> All right, have a great day. I love you. Oh, give me the wisdom to eat your people, Lord. Hey, is this thing on? Did you, hey, you heard a word yet?
If you heard a word, man, did you create an account? Did you go create an account at themagnificentdom.com? Did you do that yet? That's D-O-M-B, man. Do that. Use referral code QQQ675. All them Q's capital. And you know what? Create the account that you can afford. I encourage you to do the lifetime membership. Do that. Oh, you did that? Well, did you tell a friend why you did that and share the word that you heard with them? Come on, man. We saved by the word, which is what I shared with you that I heard from God or from inspiration or intervention or the universe or whatever. And our testimony, man. Yeah, share that testimony, brother. You got to share the word and got to sh- share the word you heard and the testimony of how you heard it and what, you know, you saw when you created the account. So other people could see the same vision that you saw that I shared with you, man. So we can make this thing happen, baby. I just need 10 people that are willing to do that, man. Come on. Do it now. Stop what you're doing. You still here? Go on. <laughs> yeah. This thing on. Just drop the kitty kids off at the schooly school, baby. Express the gratitude to the people that are there. Uh, checking temperatures, keeping everybody safe, making sure that, uh, you know, nobody sick is coming into the facility. You know, everybody has their masks and their backup masks and that it's all good, man. I'm really grateful for them. You know, being out of school was stressing my girls out. I don't like to see my girls stressing out. You know, I like to see joy and happiness, you know, um, ruling their world you feel me so yeah man i just wanted to touch back in case y'all didn't you know hear uh when this cut off that i did express gratitude for them and appreciation for them it's important to you know acknowledge people and the 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 work that they do that benefits you you know i think that as a society you know we take for granted a lot you know of what we have, you know, and what people do for us that we don't have to do for ourselves, you know. It's like they say it takes a village to raise a child, you know, many hands make light work and all of that stuff. And uh, that's real, man. That's real. It's like many hands make light work of raising our children, you know. It's like people are answering calls to teach and to work with kids and all that stuff so that you can focus on whatever your calling is, whatever your career is, you know. Um, so, that you know, that, that that's huge, man. As a society, that's amazing, man. We don't have to go out. You don't have to know how to be a fisher to eat fish, a fisherman. You don't, know, you don't have to know how to, how to build nets and traps and stuff to enjoy meat, you know, to enjoy, you know, boar, you know. You don't have to. You don't have to, goddammit, you know, have a swamp boat and get out there hunting alligators if you want to taste some alligator. You know, that's because as a society, we all have our calling, you know, that we do. Even the simple. They might have one, you know, the little shoe shine dude. You know what I'm saying? It's like, come on, man. Come on, man. The thug that turn around and, you know, now he in the barbershop or whatnot. You know, the cool dude in high school that ain't really had no direction, but he running the barbershop now. You know what I'm saying? It's like, hey, man, that's, hey, I'm not looking down, man. I'm like, I'm grateful for you, man. Thank you. 
thank you for still being that dude, man. I could come talk to him and shit, get lined up and cool, man. It's cool. That's what's up. That's what's up, you know. Hey, many hands make light work, man. That's what I'm steady preaching and professing. You know, follow me to the money tree, baby. I'm going to make a way out of no way. That's what I've been doing. That's genius. That's genius, man. I just heard a definition of genius recently. People have been calling me genius forever. Master Fromm, Ernest Fromm, he was like professing to the world I'm a genius. Everybody he was introducing me to, he was making these big antics of me being a genius. You know, I love that, brother, man. Thank you, man, for that. Hey, man, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like in that movie, The Last Dragon, right? Where, uh, where, where, where Bruce Leroy, like, had all these indications, all these markers, all these signs from the universe where it was like, you know, who's the master? Shit, I am. I am. You know, the glow, it's like with all humility and grace, it's like seeds of greatness are within us all, man. You know? And it's like the more you, the more time you spend cultivating those seeds of greatness, in yourself and in others, the greater you're going to be. It's a natural phenomenon. It's going to happen. You know, keep cultivating these seeds. I refuse to lose. I think that's my greatest my greatest thing I got going, man. I focus on learning concepts, focus on applying concepts, and I refuse to lose. I don't give a damn how it looks, man. I'm going to keep going, man. You know what? Let me say this, okay, about, about uh, uh, my meeting, my my new my new uh, mentor, uh, Jorge Contreras, with the Airbnbs, man. Hey, I you know when I first heard of dude, when dude first popped on my radar, I was like, oh man, that's amazing. You know what? That's who I've been praying for. Lord, thank you. I'm grateful. Thank you so much. You know for this. You know, and it's at a time when I need more revenue. I need to 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 uh, infuse myself with some more cash flow, which is possible. You know, and uh, that was the route I really wanted to go. With you know, I'm enjoying being a, a landlord. You know, much more than I was enjoying owning the laundromat. Laundromats ain't out my books. It's just I'm gonna have to revamp my my approach to laundromats. You know, I, I, I jumped in there the wrong way. That ain't how I want. I don't want to be in the laundromat business. I want to work on the laundromat business. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to work in the business. I want to work on it. And when I got it, I just worked in it. You feel me? So, whoo! Jorge Contreras. Bless you, brother. Man, when he first popped on my radar, I was like, yes, this is for me. This is what it is. How how am I going to connect with this, Lord? And you know, I'm at a level in my life now, I just want to jump straight to the top, man. I'm not trying to get in for the cheap. I'm not trying to get in for the free. I'm trying to give the laborer his just compensation. If your labor is a labor of love and mentorship, hey, man, let me pay you. Shit. For sure. Now, uh, and I'm going to keep paying you because not only am I going to pay you your asking price, shit, I'm going to add value to the organization. That's what I do. You know, naturally, I'm naturally, I freestyle business plans, and I always uh, find ways to improve because I'm always constantly working on improving myself. So, you know, uh, everything around me is like an extension of myself, you know. Uh, it's like because we're all connected, you know. So, indeed, 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 baby, that's all I do. Cultivate seeds of greatness in me, myself, others, and you. 
Hey, my mentors and you, baby. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. It's great. If you could think of any way you ever see any way I can help you or bless you or we could partner or anything. I am a serial entrepreneur. I'm a philanthropist, 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 extreme, extraordinaire. You feel me? I'm a cheerful giver, you know, uh, and I always... Uh, create win-win situations. I'm a problem solver. Oh, man, all the summers I done set up just nerding out solving problems for the for the thrill of it, you know, for the thrill of it, you know. It's profit in all labor, man. It's profit in all labor. You cannot outgive God, man. You just can't. You can't. You can't. I touched on genius, right? One definition of genius that just popped on my radar, and I I think this was a Tim Ferriss. I want to credit Tim Ferriss's podcast for this. It was either the podcast or the Tools of Titans because I've been getting so many gems out of those lately. Thank you so much, Tim. Hey, man, I'm gonna be on your dick in a minute. Fucking not, not, not uh, literally. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Not literally, but uh, uh, metaphorically, man. Uh, in a sense, man, I'm finna stalk the shit out of you, Tim Ferriss, uh, in a good way, man. I'm gonna make you glad you, you, you met me, man. You know me, man. I'm gonna add something to your jujitsu game, man. We share that passion, and uh, for sure, man, I'm gonna give you some lifestyle optimization uh, boosts to what you got going on. Cause steel sharp and steel, my man, and you made me so sharp, man. I got to, I got to, I got to cut you. I got to cut you. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? In a positive way, positive way, brother, only, only love, man. You know what I'm saying? But that's why I'm going to get my Twitter game going so I can reach out. Anyway, genius, man. Genius is being able to uh, arrive at your own conclusions without being taught that particular way of doing things. So it's finding and discovering a way of doing things, reaching your goals without actually having been taught the actual method that you're using. I am a genius. The Magnificent Dom, genius. Bless the Lord. Thank you for everybody that has contributed to my ability to create. Thank you, Lord, for everybody that has cultivated these seeds of greatness that have me who I am today, I am so grateful, and I am so excited about the future. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. From greater to greater, the path of the righteous is like the rising sun that shines brighter and brighter onto the perfect day. And that is me. All day. All day, all day. I'm grateful for my spirit. Uh, I'm grateful for my spirit of love. Oh, uh, no, that ain't my guy. I was gonna go uh settle a odd I have with my brother, but that ain't my neighbor. I got into it with the neighbor real bad a few weeks back and it's been on my spirit to uh you know, just to tell that brother I love him, man. I'm sorry sorry for the role that I played and all of that. Sorry I cussed his mama out. <laughs> I cussed the shit out of his mama. I tried not to though. I ain't want to, man. I did not want to at all. What the demonstration is, is a homeless encampment that's set up outside my house, okay? I've been living in this house 10 years. 
the person who set up the homeless encampment about maybe six years ago, he started camping out outside, right? Maybe his mama kicked him out. He's a dope fiend struggling with drugs. I don't want to say, I don't want to label him as a dope fiend. I want to label him as, you know, uh, delivered from that uh, bondage, you know, delivered from that yoke. In Jesus' name, it is broke by my words even now. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I see him happy and whole and complete. You know, I see him as a world changer and sowing seeds of sowing and cultivating seeds of greatness in himself and others. You know, uh, uh, you know. However, that was not the experience I was realizing these past six years. The experience that I was, you know, the 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 paradigm I was actually experiencing was that, um, you know, shit. He was stressing me to fuck out with all this bullshit, man. The garbage, the blight, the fucking noise. You know. He, 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 how you gonna live outside and be having company, man? Take your ass down to the strip. We a few blocks away from the strip. It's quiet as fuck up here. Don't bring the strip up here. Shit, we got a little pocket, man. Don't fuck it up. That's my whole point. That's my thing. And that's how, you know, I've been approaching it, approaching it for the last six years, man. Just trying to, you know, sow seeds of greatness in my man. Speak up, you know, help him out, you know. You know, shit, I loan him stuff when he needs it, put money in his pocket, man, all that type of shit, man, you know. And But it's like he steady was stepping on my toes and my dick and my wife, you know, I had to hear my wife all the time because, you know, he got this loud-ass truck that he just sit in front of the house and just run it, you know, and it was running all night. One night I had to cuss his ass out. You know, I ain't know it was him. I ain't know what the fuck was going on. I just knew that truck was some bullshit, and it kept waking me up all goddamn night. So I screamed out the window, turn that motherfucking truck off. What the fuck? You know? And he drove off right away. He left, you know? And, um, you know, I didn't, shit, I'm not trying to be an asshole, man. I'm trying to be a good neighbor, you know? I try to be cool, but, uh, shit, man, that shit don't be cool, though. You very disruptive, my dude. You know, and it's like if you just on some tweak shit and staying up all night tweaking, take your ass. Man, we got a cul-de-sac up here. Motherfuckers be up there drinking and smoking and fucking and all that shit. Take your ass up there. You can't go up to the end of the block where you're not disturbing nobody if you're going to be up all night tweaking. You know what I'm saying? Why you going to sit out in front of my motherfucking, you fucking 20 feet away from my fucking window, away from my head, bro. Fucking making noise all goddamn night. It's bullshit. You know, I sit up in my fucking bed. You know, to watch TV, and he, you know, he he be having company, and motherfucking, they want to sit outside, you know, and fucking sit in their cars playing beating fucking music. Bitch ass nigga, take the club down to motherfucking MacArthur, you know? So, excuse me, you could feel my passion and frustration. Oh, let me recenter. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying a whole lot of stuff I don't want to say! <laughs> That's how I be feeling, though, man. That's how I be feeling. Now, granted, I have never, never got at him with any of those words. However, that's the pain and frustration I feel at the moment and the time that, that you know, I feel like I'm being under attack, you know, that I'm not able to enjoy the fucking peace and tranquility of my home due to an external force and someone who has shown himself to be unwilling to you know, do right or do good or try to make anything of themselves, you know? So my man's father passed away recently, and, uh, you know, he 
took that he whatever inheritance he got, he bought himself a Porsche. Mind you, he's homeless. Okay, he bought himself a Porsche. He bought himself an Acura SUV, and he bought this big loud ass diesel truck. The Acura and the Porsche are both broken down, and the truck. Uh, I know the power steering pump is out on the truck because he, my man, getting his swole on trying to drive that big ass truck. The fucking wheels are like. What are those? They got to be at least 30-inch wheels at the at least. They're at least 30 inches, okay? Big-ass, just, just big-ass, ignorant-ass truck. So he sleep in the truck or in the Porsche or in the Acura. Don't none of them run, you know, and they just out here parked. He's only fortunate that our street doesn't have street cleaning. If he did, he'd have been lost some cars, you know. So, But these are just things that fools do, you know, with, with money, you know, and it's like they're – they're burdens to him. He knocked him a cool little piece. He got him a, a, a little chick that he got with that Porsche, you know. Uh, but you know, she be sleeping out here with him. You know, I don't know what, you know. She she looked good. She fine and shit, I guess. You know what I'm saying? So by the hood standards. But you know what I'm saying? Hey, uh, I be trying to holler at my dude. So how we happen to end up funking, it started. He was putting urine bottles out, you know. He'd be peeing in urine bottles and setting them out here on the street and on the lawn and all type of shit. In addition to all the garbage, you know, that he just throw on the fucking ground and shit is bullshit. He, you know, he cleaned it up every now and again, but, you know, it's, it's fucking, it's fucked up, man. It's fucked up, and I got to look at that shit, you know. And I'm in motherfucking code enforcement, you know. So really, it's like I should be reporting this shit on my motherfucking neighbors and shit. But they my motherfucking neighbors, you know, just like when we fucking got into it and shit, you know. It's like, you know, won't fucking say a lot of crazy shit, you know. So, so anyway, man, he had these fucking urine bottles out here. And, he, you know, like one of them end up under my wife's, like next to my wife's car. So she go to get in her fucking BMW and, goddammit, she got to fucking step over a urine bottle. That's fucked up. So when I go to get in my car and I look over and see urine bottles, I'm like, man, this trifling ass motherfucker, man. So I made a sign and I put the sign up by the urine bottles and the sign simply said, this is disgusting. Can we please, you know, be good neighbors? This is terribly inconsiderate to your neighbors and it's a blight on our community, you know. Can you build the, can we build the community and not tear it down, please? Can we please behave like civilized men? Your neighbor. And that's what I put up there. So my man took the sign, flipped it over, and wrote on the back of it, Can you kindly suck a dick? <laughs> you know, the fucking nerve, man. The fucking nerve. The fucking nerve. Are you serious? You know, are you serious? So it's like, what's to do? Do you call the police? And then what? The police come out and fucking beat somebody or kill somebody, you know, fuck, man. I don't want that. I don't want it, you know. You could call code enforcement, you know, but the fucked up thing is he's doing all that shit on the neighbor's shit. He ain't even really in for, I mean, he's next door to his mama's house. He got his mama's house all blighted up, too, you know. I could open up cases on, you know, on his house and on, there's already a case on the neighbor who whose house he continues to blight you know, they should be getting fined and penalized for his activity, you know, and then what ultimately ends up happening is they would have to go after him however they're going to go after him. Basically, all the neighbors that he's affected should have cases, and that would prompt them 
to get at him collectively, like, hey, man, this is bullshit. You know, that's basically how shit works. But it ca- it causes drama and frustration. I tried just talking to him, you know, so I, I put the sign out. Then the next time uh, uh, his, his friend was over, fucking beating across the street from my house, I just went out and asked him, hey, man, could you fucking please, uh, you know, I don't mind if you're going to sit out here in front of my house or whatnot, but please, could you please turn the music down, dude? You're shaking my whole house. I can't even watch my own TV. You're drowning out my TV inside. I'm inside with the doors closed, and I can't even enjoy my 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 house, you know. So he he uh he did. What's up, Charles? Chilling, man. How are you, brother? Good, man. I was gonna tell you it's been ten years. We've been living across the street. We neighbors, man. I love you, brother. That's real. I do. Yes, sir. That's right. We are brothers, man. Hey, we brothers under one God. Regardless of who you praying to, man. Hey, he get he got you this far. He gonna get you the way you going, man. Keep doing that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right, Charles. That's right. That's right. That's right. A hundred percent. Uh huh. A hundred percent, man. I started a podcast, uh, Charles. I'm doing a podcast now. Uh, I got to get you on the podcast, man. I want to interview you on my podcast. I'm serious. Yeah, we just talk, man. Just talk about life. Talk about business. We from the same place, man. This is a tough world for a black man to navigate and find some success in, you know? Okay. All right. All right, man. I appreciate you. Yes, sir. Hell yeah, that's my neighbor Charles, man. My man Hustle, man. He got properties all around this country, boy, 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 boy. That good money, that good real estate passive income, man. Charles live across the street from me when he want to. (laughs) You never know where in the world Charles might be living, man. Cool cat, cool cat. He's lived in Chicago like me, know some of the same people. You know, crazy shit, man. It's a small world, man. This world's small, man. It is. And I'm grateful to be in it, grateful to have pieces on this board and playing, man, developing my game. Oh, lost my train of thought. What was we talking about, baby? Oh, yeah, I was talking about Terrence, my neighbor, T. Man, so I get said his friend, and he... He shuts the music down. He don't have any. He kind of grunted at me, you know. It was it, he wasn't social at all, <laughs> and I was the enemy. I was the asshole, you know. I'm an asshole for coming to ask you to turn your music down and shit, you know. It's fucked up, man. Knock that shit when you're driving down the boulevard, when you're on the fucking freeway, when you, you know, when you're in a residential neighborhood, man. Don't fucking leave your music beating and knocking all up and down the motherfucking block. It's fucking inconsiderate, man. In residential areas. Don't be speeding up and down in fucking residential areas. It's inconsiderate to the residents of the neighborhood and community. You're disrespecting their community every time you do that, man. And, and you know, not everybody's going to be able to collect their thoughts and come and approach you positively, especially when they've been dealing with your ignorant ass for a long time and they finally speak up about it. You're going to feel all that frustration, you know? And when you do, it's because you an asshole. It ain't because they an asshole. Come on, man. See, but all a man's ways are right in their own eyes. 
That's from the Bible. That's practical wisdom, man. That's wisdom, you know. Who was that? Somebody was saying on Tim Ferriss' show recently, I can't remember which episode it was or where to place it. It seems like it's one of those ones after Money Mustache, one of those two after the the 474 Money Mustache. Uh, shit, what was I saying? All a man's ways are right. Oh, nine times out of ten when you piss somebody off, I think it was that Seth dude that said it. Uh, whatever his name was. It, it was directly after the Money Mustache one. I know his name started with an S. Uh, important dude, and I'm going to meet dude, too, I know. I know I'm going to meet dude, too, because he's just such a great writer, and, and I got so much out of that interview from what he was saying about writing and all that stuff. I'd love to interview him and pick his brain more to get some personal personal tips. But uh, what what he said, though, is that nine times out of ten, if not 99 out of 100 times when somebody has offended you, they don't even know that what they they don't even know you're pissed off at them, you know, or that they've done something offensive to you, you know. Uh so it's really like you 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 need to approach situations like that, you know. Don't approach it uh, you know, you at you went from 0 to 100 and you approaching them at 100 and they not even there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So even though they've offended you, they're going to be on the defensive, you know. So that's something to consider. That's wisdom, man. That's wise. That's way wise. And and also, chances are they're willing to rectify the behavior. You know, it's like if you bring it to their attention, you know, in a way that they can receive, chances are they'll work with you because they didn't know they was being an asshole anyway. You know what I'm saying? So uh, you you really got to meet people where they're at, too. You know, it's like not everybody put all the time and energy into being effective communicators that you have, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, don't, don't, you know, be, don't fault them for not being on your level, you know what I'm saying? Especially if you did extraordinary shit, you know? It's like, fuck, you really got to dumb shit down for motherfuckers that ain't did that shit, you know? So, uh, something else my mama said, uh, you can have anything in this world you want as long as you know how to ask for it, you know? Uh, that's a gem. Have anything you want in this world as long as you know how to ask for it. Huh. That's amazing. That is amazing. I'll be praying, Lord, help me. Give me the words. Give me the words to ask for this thing that I desire so greatly. That I so greatly desire. Baby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know. Anyway. Oh, so. How did we get into it? It was the urine bottles. Then it was the dude across the street. Then it was my wife steady in my ear about how she's tired of hearing that truck all the time. And I'm hearing her and hearing her about the truck, hearing about the truck. God, that truck. God, I hate that truck. God, that truck. You know, so, of course, now it's working my nerves because it's working her nerves and she working my nerves. So I get home from work one day, and I'm thinking about how I'm going to relax and all this, and I'm going to do this to chill, and, you know, maybe it's the weekend. I don't know what. I was great in a great mood, and uh, I sit down to enjoy the TV or enjoy whatever I was going to enjoy or sit down and do whatever I was going to do, and I couldn't do it because he's sitting across the street with this fucking truck going, and I'm listening to this truck, and, I don't t- and on top of that, I'm hearing all this boom, boom, boom music and shit. I'm like, man, fuck, man. I'm, you know what? I'm not going to sit up and listen to that today. I'm just not, you know. And uh, so I went on back outside and went over 
to ask him to turn the music down and talk to him about, you know, the truck, just how disturbing it is, you know, how disruptive it is to the tranquility of my home, you know. And, uh, you know, I mean, we got neighbors that have motorbikes, you know, bicycle, uh, ride, ride Harleys, you know. My, my one of my one of my close shit one of my closest friends on this block is motherfucking a president of a motorcycle club a, a fucking international motorcycle club you know uh shotgun man that motherfucker's huge huge uh literally and figuratively <laughs> my man weigh like 400 pounds 500 pounds big ass shotgun man that's my dude though man i fucks with shotgun uh he got an interesting life story, too. I'd like to get him on the podcast, too, man. Just shit. Just to talk about that shit, man. Interesting shit. These gangsters, boy. These gangsters. Uh, anyway, um, the motorcycles, man. A motherfucker coming and going, you know. Yeah, the motorcycle be loud as hell when it comes up the street. Shotguns do and and all the other ones that are on the street. But... So the fuck what? You know, that's just a person coming and going, you know. And some people that are more considerate when they're going down this steep-ass hill, they won't be rolling their motorcycle. They'll let it roll down instead of riding it out of consideration, you know. That's what considerate people do, you know. But uh, it's different. It would be a different situation if my man was sitting out just, you know, doing the motorcycle, just sitting out in front of somebody's house, you know, that that would be fucked up, and that would be not tolerable, it's different, okay, it's one thing if you're working on it, okay, you're working on your bike, and you gotta have it on, because you're working, and that's a, di- okay, well, that's, oh, I'm only gonna be inconvenienced, you know, maybe once or twice a year like that, you know, this motherfucker on this shit all day, every day, you know, three, four, five times out the week, he's sitting up tweaking, you know, during the day. If it wasn't for me getting at him so tough at nighttime, he'd be doing that shit, you know, during the nighttime. That was some shit we would have funked. We'd, we we could have gone to war over that shit. You know, I wasn't going to be going crazy. That was too much was happening. I was on, we were on lockdown, the pandemic, all this shit. And you want to sit up and disrupt my sleep too? Fuck you, man. Get your motherfucking ass the fuck from out here. Hey, it was going down that night. Had he not left, he did the right motherfucking thing, man. It would have been a problem, boy, that night. But um, this is what I'm saying, man. Shit builds up, man. You know, and it's like I've been talking, 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 talking. I get home, and I still, even though it's all this shit, I'm still trying to be cool, you know. Hey, man. Hey. You know, I, I go out there across the street, and, you know, as soon as I walk up and he sees me walking to his truck, he turns the music down, you know. And he smiles at me, you know, and he's like, okay, and he's nodding, like, I got it, I got it, I'll turn it down. And I stand over by the truck and wait for him to, you know, roll the window down. And uh, he don't roll it down, he just turn, you know, so so I motion for him to roll it down, and he rolls it down a little bit, and I was like, hey, brother, how you doing, T? I'm always speaking to him, Terrence, Big T, what's up with it, King, how you doing, what's up, man? You know, always encouraging him and shit, telling him to have a great day, create a great day, you know. All that shit, man. So, hey, T, what's up with it, man? He's like, hey, bro, what's up, man? Sorry about the music, man. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, it's cool, man. I, I, I see you turned it down, so thank you. That's that, that was one of the things I was coming out to talk to you about. Uh, so thank you for, you know, uh, making that part easy for me. Uh, but what you probably were, you know, so you turned that down because you were aware of how disruptive that is in my house, you know. But what you're probably not aware of, 
is how disruptive this truck is in general. This truck is so loud, bro, so loud, man. And, like, when I'm inside my house, you know, and my wife's inside the house, you know, and we're doing things, you know, we can, we have a difficult time finding peace, man, when you're out here running the truck, just sitting here idling this truck, you know. And what I'm saying is that, you know, uh, you can park any place on this street, man. There's a big, long street, man, and even a cul-de-sac where you wouldn't be bothering anybody, you know. You surely wouldn't be bothering anybody. Most of these houses over here on the opposite side of the street, their front, you know, room is the living room and the uh, kitchen right there. You know, well, my front is my bedroom, man. That's, you know, so I'm sitting there trying to chill and relax and decompress from the pressures of the world, and I have a hard time doing that now because of you in this truck, you know? So, man, if you're just going to sit here and idle, man, why don't you move the truck, man? You know? Hey, man. My dude started flashing. <laughs> he started flashing, man. He started flashing. He said, hey, man, check this out, bruh. He said, you know what, man? He said, uh, bruh, I think you need to maybe just stop talking to me, man, for it be a problem. <laughs> just like that. So I said, wow. I said, huh, I don't really understand, man what what you mean by that uh because i really just came over to have a civilized conversation with my neighbor to talk about some differences that we're experiencing right now and work things out you know so uh that was the option i chose to exercise so i when you know those words that you're using i don't really understand them could you help me maybe understand what you're saying a little better you know or how we can work this out so he says, yep, I, I can help you understand. So he opens the truck door. I'm right at the truck door, so he damn near was about to hit me with the door of the truck. I had to back up so I didn't get hit by the door of the truck while he got out the truck. And then I gave him enough space to get out so I wasn't up on him and shit when he got out, you know. I mean, I know what he's talking about. I could see it in his face what he's talking about. You know, he's talking about fucking me up. He, he basically was trying to punk me. Terrence is a big-ass dude. My dude weigh about 280 pounds. Okay, I weigh 160. Okay, I'm a, I'm 6'3", 160 pounds. I'm actually a little dude. All right. So, uh, and I, and I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm real cool, real cordial. You know, I go out of my way to help people and bless people. And and nine times out of ten, uh, people misunderstand that and and think that I'm a goofy, think that I'm weak, and uh, they, you know, uh, people that. Are, are are comfortable with <sighs> putting pressure on people, you know, like bullying, you know what I mean? Uh they 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 tend to uh misinterpret the interaction as an opportunity to, you know, pressure me into doing something that I'm not going to do. So that's what Terrence attempted to do. And uh, that failed epically for my man. Now, historically, I've heard a lot of people in the course of those interactions, you know. Um, <clears throat> I didn't want to hurt Terrence, okay? And I don't. I didn't want to hurt him with my words, and I didn't want to hurt him with my actions. He's already broken, and I'm trying to build him 
up. I'm not. I don't want to break him down anymore. However, I was very frustrated, so I did act out of character, out of uh, you know, the character that I desire to be, right? So he steps out the car. I step back, give him space, and you know, he says, uh, "I'm tired of hearing that shit you got to say, bro. You need to get the fuck." from around me for it be a problem. So I said, uh, sir, that sounds like a threat. Are you threatening me? And he says, it's whatever, bro. You know, he's looking me up and down, like, you know, he's like, come on. Basically, he's like, come on, you know, let's do it. And I say, look, man, I'm I'm I again, I don't understand what you're saying. So help me understand. Are you threatening me? Are you threatening me with violence? Is that what you're doing? He says, Man, it's whatever. You know, I don't give a fuck about you know, with a with a bum leg, you know, his legs, he always got something that's fucked up. He always getting broke up and shit, you know. He got all these stories about having to fight five and six people and shit, you know what I'm saying? People jumping him and all this crazy shit. He's always in these crazy ass situations. So he's like, uh, you know, it's whatever, bro. I don't give a fuck about, you know, with a bomb leg, it's whatever. It's whatever, you. You know, calling me all these. He started calling me names and shit, you know. So uh, so I said, you know, I, I had to ask him. I asked him about seven or eight times, you know. And uh, his girl was right there in the car, you know. And uh, he just kept saying, it's whatever, it's whatever. I said, okay. So clearly since you don't want to, you know, help me understand where you're coming from. I'm just going to go back to my point. This loud-ass fucking truck is not going to sit out in front of my motherfucking house causing a disturbance, man. You need to take this loud-ass, raggedy-ass, motherfucking, beat-up-ass truck and get it to fuck from in front of my house with all this loud-ass noise, man. It's some bullshit, okay? And if I can't have a civilized fucking conversation with you, goddammit, I'm going to take it to the next motherfucking level. I'm going to be done talking with you if we can't talk. I've been talking with you. And while we're talking, you're going to stop with these nasty-ass motherfucking urine bottles, you trifling-ass bastard. This shit is fucking ridiculous. I'm tired of this shit you got going on out here. And he said, yep, that was me. Yep, that was me. So basically, I just went the fuck off on him, and I, I get, got back in his space, and I started pointing in his fucking face. And I was pointing in his face, and uh, I was like, and you fucking trying to punk me and shit, ain't, you ain't going to do a motherfucking thing. You ain't going to do shit, you know? You ain't going to do a goddamn thing, but keep this raggedy-ass motherfucking truck the fuck from in front of my house making noise and shit. That's what the fuck you going to do, period, or else, you know? And I'm done talking to your pussy ass about it since you motherfucking can't talk. Since you don't want to have a civilized conversation, goddammit, this is the only fucking thing you understand, pussy. You're going to stop with this shit. Or else. Ain't no hoes out here, Joe. So, his, you know, in addition to hella neighbors coming outside, we got a quiet neighborhood, okay? In addition, of course, hella neighbors coming outside. Hella people found leaves to rake outside and shit. Hella yard work had to be done in. <laughs> hella yard work had to be done in. <laughs> and then his mama came outside, okay? So when his mama come outside, my spirit says to me, okay, cool. She about to diffuse this shit and we could talk about what the fuck is going on. Well, his mama come outside and say, get your motherfucking hands out from it. my son's face. Your puss ass, nigga. She's, hey, man, she start cursing at me worse than he was. She don't know what the fuck going on, you know? 
And uh, so so he started telling her, man, this puss-ass nigga, you know, I just got in my car and was about to go. And this motherfucker, you know, boop, boop, boop. You know, so <laughs> she started cussing me out and shit, calling me all type of crazy shit, all type of faggots. I was a, I was all type of faggot motherfuckers to both their asses, you know what I'm saying? I was getting fucked in the ass by all type of neighbors and shit. We got, we got a lot of gay neighbors, you know, male and female, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Uh, and then our old neighbors, I got a story about how dude hit on me so bad. That shit was fucked up. Uh, uh, I think I, po- I know I posted that shit on Facebook. Um, but anyway, I used to hang out with them though. You know, me and dude made so much fucking money together. He was an electrician. That was my brother. Shit. That motherfucker was in the IBW. That was my brother from another mother. I don't give a fuck how much dick he was sucking. Shit. Ass he was eating or whatever the fuck he had going on. Uh, and he uh, he ain't really man. He only really got at me one time. He people that would be at his house would get at me. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I would shut that shit down. Just let him know, hey man, that's you know I hear you, bro. But like how you getting at me is kind of offensive. I'm not really. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> you know, and that be it. You know, and it's cool. Well, uh. I'm not even gonna get into that story. I'm a I'm gonna do like Tim Ferriss saying, you know, you can follow, you can look it up on Facebook. Uh, I have to plug. I'm a, I'm gonna step that game. I love how he did that shit in the Tools of Titans. He was he was like, and I really got into it in this episode at this time. <laughs> so I'll create that story another in another episode. But um, and then I'll refer you to that. Okay. So anyway, uh, but for this. He was clowning me about that shit. He was like, hey, and he was getting fucked in the ass by dude. <laughs> First of all, for the record, goddammit. Well, maybe I would have been getting fucked in the ass. I don't know. But he was asking to suck my dick. That's what would have been happening. That's what would have been for sure happening if, goddammit, I had gone that route. Okay. I just want to clear that shit up. <laughs> I think one of the biggest times, you know, he got at me so hard that night. I'm not even going to tell the story, but I didn't. I didn't, I'm so proud of myself. I was a warrior of peace, man. I talked a lot of shit, but I was a warrior of peace. But one of the most volatile interactions I had with a person that was, uh, with a homosexual person that was getting at me was because they, uh, they were asking me to suck their dick. They were, you know, uh, painting scenarios of me, you know, doing things with my mouth that I just would not do. And that offended me so greatly. And I, and I remember expressing, I was young and, you know, hot, super hot head. You think I got a hot head now? Fuck, man. I was, woo. I think I'm at about a 60 now. I'm still working. I got work, man. I'm still working. But I used to be like a 96, man. I'd be in a motherfucking ass, man. No homo. You know, about some shit. You know, so, shit, I've caught so many fucking cases, man, for, you know, putting my hands on people. And it was never because I started any problems. I don't start problems, you know, but I'm a problem solver, you know. So the solution that I was using at the time, society was not embracing my formula. <laughs> so I had to revamp, you know what I'm saying. But, uh, you know, anyway, that was a trip. That was a trip. I remember expressing that, well, I wouldn't have been so mad if he was asking to suck my dick, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> How the fuck you gonna be just assuming, motherfucker, I got some good, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> you know, the motherfucker was like, ooh, in your lips, and I just, bitch, hold on, motherfucker. 
I don't want a picture of none of that shit you trying to paint. You know, I don't want to look at that picture. Fuck that picture, you know. Anyway, back to me and T, man. He was he was pointing me out to be a fa- all this all this all this derogatory shit, you know, fucked up shit, which I thought was really interesting. I didn't feel a need to defend myself on any of that, you know. And what I thought was what I was really proud of that I didn't feel a need to defend myself on any of that and I didn't feel a need to you know, I wasn't even offended he was calling me a faggot, you know? I was more offended that he was saying faggot because my neighbors, you know? And they came outside and he wasn't showing any consideration for them. I was like, man, that's fucked up. How do you think that makes them feel? You're trying to make me feel bad, but those are the people you're hurting, you know? That's for, And those are your allies. Those are the people, when I talk about, you know, wanting to take action against you, those are the people that talk me out of it and they're like, no, let's work with them some more. Let's wait, Maybe we could do this. Maybe we could do that. You know what I'm saying? And that's who you're shitting on. That's fucked up. So, anyway. Um, anyway, anyway. I think I'm going to go talk to my friends, the Thomasins. Uh, just, uh, just to decompress about that shit. How did, I'm curious, how did they feel about that? Anyway, uh, so yeah, so his mama come outside and she start jumping on that bandwagon and, you know, they in the street having a really ignorant conversation about me. I don't want to engage his mama. I don't want to disrespect her because I understand, you know, you don't want to see your son get fucked up. I don't know. People talk, so I don't know what conversation she's had with people about me, what she knows about me or she might not know about me. I don't know, uh, but, you know. Uh, I know I was ready for whatever he wanted to do, you know, whatever he thought he was going to try to do. I was definitely prepared to stand my ground, and I was standing my ground, you know, until she started walking up on me. And I was not going to let her walk up on me because I didn't want to have to defend myself against her. You know, I didn't want to have to hurt his mama or nothing, you know, about his bullshit, you know. Because it's really, you know, shit, she's defending her son. Her son was fucking up, has been a fuck up you know, and, uh, causes her grief, you know, it's fucked up, you know, uh, Bible says, honor your mother and father so you can have long days on the earth, and he does not honor his mother, you know, uh, and he doesn't honor his father either, you know, his whole existence, uh, as far as I've seen, has been dishonored to them, you know, including creating a scenario where she now has to come out and try to preserve his life, which was definitely in danger, you know, um, he was high, he was clearly under the influence of narcotics, you know what I'm saying, so it's like, you know, uh, and that's another thing, you know, I've, I've, I've been in interactions with people that were high, you know, that went out of their way to try to fucking fight me, even to the point of grabbing me and trying, and taking swings at me, this shit has happened in real life, this year, during this pandemic, okay, and motherfucking, um, you know, Buddy, you know, I was able to defend myself, and I didn't want to hurt dude. And it's like I got into a position where I was about to drop him on his head, you know, and I was lifting him up and about to kick his feet out from under him and and drop him with both of our weight. And I was like, no, I can't do this. The Spirit of God, man, you can't do him like this. Don't change this man's life over a bad decision he made, you know. He just made a decision to get high. He's hurting, you know. And I had just taken that oath that I wasn't going to hurt any black people for uh, a month, you know. I had just taken that oath. Praise God for Arlo Henderson, regardless of who he vote for. (laughs) He preserved life that day, you know. Praise God. 
So, um, yeah, man, Arlo Henderson, uh, switch on coach. He had put out a, a oath encouraging black men and tagged me in it. And I followed dude, you know, I followed, I recognized him when I first met him, you know, as a good leader, you know, and I'm always willing to follow the lead of a good leader, you know, and I'm, and I'm standing by eagerly anticipating any opportunities to step up and take lead, you know, and to support him in the direction we're going now. We are now going in. We are now going in. You feel me? And I'm bringing people with me. They following me to the money tree. Come on, man. That's what we do. So his mama came up cussing me and walking up on me talking crazy, talking crazier than he was, you know. And um, I decided to walk away. I never cursed his mama until I got to my gate and they following me. I done walked away from I done disengaged and walked away. They following me. Now they all outside of my property talking crazy. I come inside my gate with the intention of going inside the house. Before I could get inside the house, she start talking about beating my wife up. Now, if she's about 300 and, you know, she may be, she may be, she may be 5'7". She may be 5'7", 290. No, nah, she about five seven three thirty. Yeah, she about five seven three thirty. And my wife is four eleven. Okay, and I think she weighs one hundred and fifty three pounds. Okay, my wife is small, man. You know, so when this big when this big old woman gets to talking about my wife and all that, who ain't had nothing to do with all of this. Okay, as far as she knows. I said, okay, you know what, bitch, you ain't going to do a motherfucking thing. You fat-ass, raggedy-ass hoe, bitch. You and your motherfucking son ain't going to do shit. Y'all ain't shit. Y'all a blight on this motherfucking community. Fuck. What the fuck is wrong with you? You know? What the fuck, man? You need to take your fat, raggedy ass back in the house. You need to teach your motherfucking son something. That's what you need to do. Okay? This is fucked up. All this shit is fucked up. But but what you ain't going to do is something to my wife. I wish you motherfucking would, man. I wish you motherfucking would. I wish you would. Really, I do. I really do. Do that shit, matter of fact. Fucking do it. Don't talk about it. Be about it. You know what I'm saying? So, anyway, man, that was the whole interaction. And then they left. And then I came, I, I, I came back outside maybe 45 minutes later to take the garbage out. And when I came outside, he was still sitting in the truck with his girl, and they was talking about me, and he was saying some old crazy-ass shit about me. So I fucking engaged. I was like, hey, man, puss-ass nigga, man, what you ain't going to do is motherfucking think I'm going to be walking around, and you just going to be talking about me, and that's it. That's it. Puss-ass dude, if you want to do something, do something. Shit. I don't give a fuck neither. You know? And he ain't, he ain't get out the truck again, you know? But I, and I went on back in the house, you know. But I said that shit, shit ain't no hoes over here, man. I don't know what the fuck you thought it was, man. It ain't that, dude. It ain't that, and it ain't gonna be that. I'm not gonna be that motherfucker sitting in my house, uh, fucking intimidated while you outside cutting up. You got me fucked up. You got me fucked up. So there's that. So anyway, we had that interaction. And since then, shit, I just been wanting to run up on dude, not run up on him and hit him in his eye. I've been wanting to run up on him and hug him. Shit, laugh. Shit, funny as fuck to me. Like, hey man, 
We, hey, are we still funking? <laughs> I just wanted to tell you, man. I shit, I feel bad for the role that I played in our interaction, man. I ain't want none of that. I ain't come outside for none of that, bro. You know what I'm saying? I just wanted to talk to you. You know, hey, maybe you was high. I'd like to think it was just because of drugs. You know that that we had that interaction, but whatever, man. You know, I still love you, man. You know, I still wish good for you, and I do. I've spent time meditating on his success and happiness since that interaction. You know what I'm saying? It's like love covers a multitude of sins, man, you know, and I, do, I genuinely love people, you know. I love God, you know, and it's like I can see and recognize and appreciate God in people and things, you know. Because he's there, his presence, you know, creation, you know, it's clearly there. The magnificence, the awe, you know. Wow, you can move your fingers too. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> so, anyway, gratitude. All this was about gratitude, having an attitude of gratitude. I'm grateful, man. I have much I'm grateful for, much I'm trying to do. If you've got anything out of this, follow me to the money tree. Go to the magnificentdime.com. It's not perfect. It's not perfect yet. I know it screams of black excellence and only being, you know, for black people and all that. Uh, I believe we are all black. We are all white. We are all yellow. We are all whatever color there is to be, man. We're the same. We're fucking human beings, you know. We're all connected, all tied, all from the same fucking thing, man. Stop letting them divide us. Let's organize and unite and make this light work. You know what I'm saying? In our community, I want I want to create a community of magnificence, you know? Follow me to excellence. I am pursuing excellence in many areas, in a myriad of areas. The MagnificentDom.com is about blessing people, you know, and creating opportunities in our community. That's you. If you go create an account right now, you are now in that community. It's a gift. For you, message me with anything that you're working on, and we're going to solve that problem and get you to the next level. That's what this is all about. Download the Anchor app. You can message me in the Anchor app. That's the easiest, best way to get a hold of me. Um, you can also message me on Facebook, but if we're not friends, then, you know, it filters all of that shit. You know, and it, it does the same thing on Instagram. Shit. You can reach out, you know, I get telemarketers all day, all day, every day. And if I'm in a bad mood and it's an unrecognized number and they're fucking on some bullshit, I might flash. I do that. Fuck. You know, I'm human, man. Now, I try to meet everybody and greet everybody like they finna bring me my next million dollars. I truly be believing that, you know. And it happens a lot. <laughs> a lot of people be putting me in a position like this next million. I love it. You know, so... Shit, hit me, man. You can fucking text me, 510-501-6108. That number's still good. It's still great, you know, and uh, I'm going to actually keep that line open forever, Lord will, you know what I'm saying? I'll just delegate somebody else to manage it if it gets too out of control for me, you know, if I need a more private line again, you know, clear my space. But for now, do what it takes, man. Pursue excellence at any cost. I'm highly approachable. I'm reachable. I'm still at a level we could connect, man. Easy. You don't have to get through other people to deal with me. It's easy. I've improved so many lives already, financially, spiritually, you know. Uh, 
I've taught many people how to fight better, you know, how to how to improve their position on and off the mats. I have so much to offer, you know, and I really do build people up. I cultivate seeds of greatness, and I get out of every interaction. I'm always looking to figure out how we can make more money, how you can make more money. Every time I talk to anybody about anything, I'm always like, oh, you know what you could do? Oh, you could do this. Oh, you could do that. Oh, you could do this. Oh, you could do that. You know what I'm saying? Do that. Hey, you, some shit works, man. Do that and shoot me something, man. Endorse me. If nothing else, just a motherfucking shout out that it worked. Something I put you on worked. You feel me? Shit. You can run me some Skrill on Cash App if you get anything. You know, I'm the Magnificent Dom on Cash App. You can find my Cash App link in uh these podcast descriptions. You can find it on, uh you know, fucking the Facebook group. You can PayPal me. I forgot what my PayPal is. I'll get it, though. I'll put it up. But, shit, if you want to just donate, you can do that, too. Go create an account, though. Get the lifetime membership, you know what I'm saying, for the stocks. You know, I don't even know if the payments are fucking recurring. I think the dollar, you know, signing up for the dollar a month, you know, will probably be most helpful for the right now, you know, because it'll be recurring revenues for me, you know what I'm saying, and for the cause, you know what I'm saying, uh, all monies at the, at the MagnificentDom.com that are collected right now uh, are going to go towards uh, creating this bank and getting us in a position where we can distribute these stocks to each other, you know, where, where stocks can be distributed to our community, you know, so that uh, you can begin building wealth. You know, with pennies, you know, your pennies can start turning into dollars. You know what I'm saying? That's what we're going to do. That change on the dresser, I want to turn every penny you have sitting on the dresser into $1,000, man. That's my goal, to turn every penny into $1,000 for you, okay, in the next three to ten years. I want each one of those pennies sitting on your dresser to be $1,000 not sitting on the dresser. I want that money off your dresser, and I want it working for you. I want your money multiplying. If it's sitting in the dresser, it's the equivalent of being buried in the sand, buried someplace where it's just losing value, because when it goes and it gets dug up, it surely will be worth significantly less than it was when it was buried there. A dollar a hundred years ago is not going to you know, it would have bought way more. You fuck around, could have bought a house, you know, for a dollar, a hundred. In real life, in Oakland, in the 60s and 70s, you could buy a house for a dollar. You can't buy it for a dollar today. You can't. You can't. 40 years later, you can't do that. You can't do that. I did work on a man's house. His father bought that house for one dollar. Owned it free and clear. One dollar. In Oakland. He sold that house for four hundred and something thousand dollars in uh two thousand and I think fourteen. Thirteen. Thir- I think it was thirteen. Yeah, it was about thirteen. Yeah, bless that brother too. I see him as being happy. Even though he ended up beating me out of about two stacks in the end. All good. It's all good. It's all good. Me and his son are still friends on Facebook. That's somebody I need to reach out to to get on the podcast. Matter of fact, baby, I know he's dancing. I got to look and see what he's doing in the community. He was building the community back then, which is amazing. You know what I'm saying? It's all good, man. Count it all joy, baby. Baby. Yeah, man. You know what? 
I'm going to wrap this up. I've just been letting this consciousness flow. I hope you got as much out of it as I did, baby, because I got a lot. I'm exceedingly grateful. God is good. I'm so happy in life. I have so much to, man, count three things that you're grateful for. That's what I've been doing. I got that from, a, um, from again, from a Tim Ferriss podcast, man. He was just talking about uh, waking up and expressing gratitude for three things, you know, and um, I've been doing that and benefiting from that a lot. And uh, another thing I've been doing that he, he suggested uh, was uh, I've been holding uh, picking random people, you know, three random people, ideally someone I've had differences with, you know, I've been at odds with, and just holding a positive space in the universe for them to be happy, just picturing them having, you know, abundant joy, you know, smiling and laughing and just doing it big for at least 10 seconds. I'll try to hold that thought for at least 10 seconds, ideally for a minute or so, you know, and that's a meditative practice, you know, and that's been uh, creating a lot of positive energy for me too, you know, yeah, yeah, God is good, man, who has hurt you the most, bless them, and consider them happy, and whole, and complete, and, you know, you will get so much out of that, man, you will get so much out of it, I have a story about how I benefited from that greatly, like, my whole life changed by blessing the person um, that had hurt me the most, and had been hurting me the most for the past years, that'll be on another podcast, Create a wonderful day for yourself. It's possible and completely up to you. I love you, but God loves you best. This is the Magnificent Dog. Thanks for listening, baby. Oh, give me the wisdom to eat your people, Lord. Hey, the thing on. Did you? Hey, you heard a word yet? If you heard a word, man, did you create an account? Did you go create an account at themagnificentdom.com? Did you do that yet? That's D O M B, man. Do that. Use referral code QQQ675, all them Q's capital, and you know what? Create the account that you can afford. I encourage you to do the lifetime membership. Do that. Oh, you did that? Well, did you tell a friend why you did that and share the word that you heard with them? Come on, man. We saved by the word, which is what I shared with you that I heard from God or from inspiration or intervention or the universe or whatever. And our testimony, man. Gotta share that testimony, brother. You gotta share the word and gotta share the word you heard and the testimony of how you heard it and what you know you saw when you created the account. So other people could see the same vision that you saw that I shared with you, man. So we can make this thing happen, baby. I just need 10 people that are willing to do that, man. Come on. Do it now. Stop what you're doing. You still here? Gone.